0: Hello, my friends, this is Chad. You're listening to the Cliff Notes feature of the Naked Leadership Podcast. Every Friday, we post a condensed version of this week's episode. Those of you that have little time to listen or want a quick reminder of the principles we discussed, we made this for you. If you're looking to enjoy the full conversation, just navigate back to the previous episode and you can listen to it in its entirety. Otherwise, get ready because there's a lot here in under five minutes. Let's go. If
1: you tend towards the compromising style, you may not be overtly having those thoughts, but people will show up when they ask for what they want. You will feel defensive. That's one way of putting it. Like, Because people go, well, I just don't think that nefariously. You don't want to see yourself that way. But if you, you feel like somebody is attacking you or taking what you deserve in a negotiation or asking for what you deserve, then you're probably compromiser. You're probably compromising in your style and you just don't want to deal with it. So you stay away from that tension. And that way you don't have to look at that aspect of. Your your own upset. I had a situation break apart many years ago. I would say I lied, and then I realized I lied and got clear. As I went through it, I asked people to forgive me. 14 years later, I get an email from somebody. They never asked any questions. They just wrote this long email. And at the, and it was interesting because I thought, gosh, I thought I did. They said, you never asked for forgiveness. So I went back and looked at my notes. I thought, oh, I did. So, But that doesn't mean anything. That means this person is still carrying this. But at the end of the note, the response was, I'm just telling you the truth and you can either handle it or you can't. There's no need for me to say my point of view. No wonder you didn't ask a question because your point of view is the only way that it is. Man, I've been over this for a long time. I wish I'm sad that they're still stuck there. That really is the definition of dogma. Dogmatic of being dogmatic is I'm completely certain about my point of view. It is the truth capital T. There's no openness to any other point of view. And so if I'm not open to any other point of view, I'm dogmatic and if I'm dogmatic, well then we might as well compromise.
2: When people have when they decide that their viewpoint is the viewpoint i.e. the dogma uh, or the godlike thinking, uh it's 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 counterintuitive because people can be really certain that. They're not worth anything as well. And they could be really dogmatic about their own insufficiency or their own unworthiness. And that's what keeps them in this compromiser state because they don't have much of a view of themselves to take a stand for something. So they'll compromise um and then complain about the compromise, but it really comes from their lack of willingness to to stand and get off to the, even their own self-judgment. Because they might not be busy judging the other people, they might be really busy judging themselves. When
1: I was a young kid, I told my father it wasn't fair the way I was being treated, and he said, there is no fair, except for once a year, you know where the fairgrounds are. That's the only fair there is. Everything else is negotiated. Well, if I say it's not fair, I must have some sense of entitlement about how it should look. I'm stuck on the position enough that if I don't get it, then it must not be fair. Fairness is is tied to the sense of deserving or entitlement. There's a difference between fairness and justice. And when you're negotiating, well, you're negotiating for what you can get. The thing about somebody who's stuck on fair, and I would say in a moral conversation, is that they're fairly predictable, which is not good for them. Because if I can figure out how to give you what you want and get more of what I want, I'm going to do it, and you're going to feel doggone good about it. And there might have been a lot more available to you if you could step outside your moral view of how things should look. The word should and moral go together. A fairly judgmental or self-righteous perspective about how things ought to play out. I've been in a place before where I thought it wasn't fair. It isn't fair. I'm not getting what I think I should get. And I remember complaining to my father one time about how unfair it was. My dad says, yeah, that's really unfair. I go, what do you mean? He goes, it's unfair to yourself and the other people that you would continue in a a situation that you think is unfair. He he asked me, how long have you been in this situation? I had been in it for a year. And he asked me, how come I stayed in it? And have I spoke? Have I asked for what I wanted? And I said, well, yes, I had asked for what I wanted. And he said, then when you didn't get what you want, why did you continue to participate in what you thought was unfair? I was sitting in his office like, wow, I'm the one who's perpetuated the the sense of unfairness here. I could have walked away. Why didn't I? I could have gotten off it and said, okay, that's the way it is if I wanted to continue. Instead, I just stayed positioned and self-righteous about how unfair it was.